You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with your dating coach, Trip from TripAdvice.com. Do you struggle with getting girls to like you? You'll learn step-by-step how to talk to girls to create deep connections, whether it be for <laughs> one night of wild fun, a one-week fling. Are you currently involved in a sexual relationship? Or for a lifelong partner. Full of long-lasting pleasure. Here's your host, Trip. Hey, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. This is your host, Trip from TripAdvice.com. This week, we have a interview with Colette Davenport. Ooh, yeah, and it's going to get real intimate because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about intimacy, and she is the sex and intimacy expert. Colette Davenport at ColetteDavenport.com. She is a coach. I believe she calls herself a coach. Uh, She does work with clients and she does coach them through the process of being able to find out what it is they want in a relationship, how to be more authentic and how to create a deeper intimacy and a deeper connection with not just your partner, but with yourself. So today we're going to be talking about how to get intimate and uh, specifically not just in in the realm of relationships, but in sex as well. And she does talk a lot about sex. That is uh, one of her avenues of expertise of becoming more intimate sexually and of course emotionally as well. So without further ado, here's my interview with Miss Davenport. Hey Colette, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you today? I am fantastic. I am really excited to have you on today's episode. I think Colette, you bring a little bit of a different flavor than past uh, interviews that I've had, and even really past topics that I've talked about, and mm. that's you know one of the reasons why I was excited to get you on and and uh, and teach some cool stuff today, and and expand the minds of the gentlemen who listen to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. So uh, tell us about what you do and who you help and a little bit of a background on how you got started doing what you do so the the guys listening can get to know you a little bit better. Okay. Yeah, so I am a sex and intimacy coach for power couples. In other words, I get to help a lot of high-achieving people have extraordinary relationships. Um, I think there's a sort of a a commonly accepted idea that to be a successful um, person professionally that you oftentimes have to sacrifice areas of your life, like your own well-being and or your your relationship. Um, And I just don't buy it. I think it's bullshit. So um, the people who aren't buying into that uh, story are those that seek um, coaching and really um, high-level support in reaching success in all areas of their life. So I get to partner with those people on that journey. Um, and how I <laughs> how I've come to be here is well, I you know I've I've been in this conversation about sex and intimacy for more than twenty years now, sure. and it's just been an ongoing curiosity of mine. Um, that I've, I, you know, I've been called a sexual anthropologist by some people just because it's, it's something that I've explored ongoing and an area that I saw, um, a real need in were people who 
have a certain level of success in life and we're, you know, movers and shakers and making shit happen, but we're complaining about the lack of fulfillment in, you know, either long-term marriages or not being able to really find the right partner for themselves. And so struggling to date, um, and really make connections with, with people intimately. Um, so just putting the two together, you know, and, and being an entrepreneur and being a mover and a shaker myself, it just made sense to, to kind of show up in this specific arena, um, and put my passions together and hopefully, you know, do great work for people who, um, who want it. Cool. And at this point in 2016, uh, how many years have you been doing it for? Um, so coaching, uh, like I do now, uh, about six years. Um, but you know, like I said, ongoing conversation, writing and talking, speaking about sex and intimacy and relationships and dating for 20 years now. Wow. That is a very long time. That is amazing. <laughs> you are definitely an expert. That's for sure. Very cool. So when people come to you, and let's talk about women and men. When they come to you, what's like their biggest question? Are they asking you, how do I be more intimate or how do I become intimate? Are they using those words? What are they, what are they saying to you when they come to you for help? Great question. So it's different for women and men. Uh, most women are saying that they are lacking intimate connection. Well, I don't have the kind of intimate connection with my husband. I, the cooperation is missing from our relationship or um, I really want to partner with a man and you know, um, I'm just not finding men who are stepping up and showing up in relationships. So um, that's typically how women speak about what, what they want to overcome or improve what, in their, What does that, that mean exactly, like stepping up and into a relationship? What, what does that mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, the, like I said, the majority of the women that I work with are, are successful, independent, up to something in life and are wanting a partner to show up, um, really, um, powerfully for them. So partner with them, not take care of them, not save them, not support them in the traditional sense that, you know, we think of, um, but partner with them, recognize their goals, recognize their, um, um, abilities, but also not, um, not forget that women are also women and we've got a soft side and we enjoy being, uh, loved and nurtured in an intimate way with a man. So Stepping up and showing up really means responding to who she is now, not the idea of what a woman should or can be or was um, in you know generations past. Got it. And what about when men come to you? What are they asking? Yeah. So when guys come to me, they are typically struggling with confidence. Um, the confidence to communicate their desires and what they want in relationship, um, either with their partner or what their, um, uh, sort of, um, wanting to sort of put out into the dating world. So they say they want, um, well, mostly they say they want 
the secret, the key, the, you know, all the, all the answers to women. But, um, but what they end up actually getting is the answers and the secret and the key to themselves, um, learning and understanding what their greatest qualities are and then shining some light on, on, um, you know, what they're struggling with and what their, um, shortcomings are so that we can build and overcome those so that they can actually, uh, be the person out in the world that they are wanting to attract to them. So it always starts with working on the self before we start, you know, working on some sort of strategy or tactics to improve or um, get a relationship. Right. Absolutely. So you say a lot of guys, they come to you, they struggle with confidence. So what's your process Mm -hmm. in, in being able to help a guy who doesn't have confidence, you know, like walk us through it here, you know, so, you know, we can kind of understand maybe ourselves, how we can become as men more confident. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said a moment ago, the the very first thing to get clear about is what, um, well, first thing to get clear about is where, where are you now? What so state of the union? Um, and what do you want? What's the, what's the goal? What are we moving towards? What's the target? What do you really, really want? And not just like, yeah, it would be cool if I had a girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm talking about what is a compelling vision for, you know, your dating future or your relationship, um, that you want to achieve. Um, what do guys usually say to that? Like, what, what do you, what, what have you heard before? Um, somebody who, loves me that I love that we have great sex and, you know, we do fun things together, but we're also there for each other when, um, when times are tough and, uh, somebody that I can trust somebody that I can be fully myself with and build a life with. Usually that's something along, along those lines. Right. And you said that a lot of guys are wearing some sort of mask. You said that to me, before we started yeah. this call, talk a little bit about that. Like, what does that mean when, when you say that? And, and how is that affecting guys' relationships with other women and, and probably themselves included? Yeah, yeah. So the mask um, is essentially, it's a metaphor for hiding behind the shit we don't like about ourselves. Um, you know, there's, <laughs> we all want to show up in, in the world and, you know, whether that's the dating world or the world at large, we all want to show up with our, you know, our looking our best, feeling our best and doing our best. And, um, a lot of times that's sort of, um, if there's a mask that we wear in order to do that. And we do that because we haven't fully fallen in love with or accepted ourselves. There's something about ourselves that we don't like. And, it, and a lot of times it's an unconscious thing. Sometimes we're, we know it, um, and we intentionally hide it because if the world found out that shit about me, they would never love me, like me, or, you know, want to be involved with me. So then we wear this mask. Um, the important thing to get about that is that everybody is walking around with a fucking mask on. And instead of each of us responding to and reacting to one another mask to mask, I think it's super important for each of us to, um, kind of dive into what that mask is, what's behind the mask and, and work to show up authentically, work to show up 
um, intimately knowing ourselves and inviting other people to do that as well. I really believe that that is where true connection and the possibility for amazing, extraordinary relationships and things to occur is when we show up without our masks with one another. Yeah, just being the most raw version of you possible. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's exactly how I would describe it. So a guy comes to you and, you know, he's got this mask on and he doesn't really know, well, maybe, I'm just saying as an example, he might not know who he is or he just um, doesn't really know how to do that. You know, it's like, how, how do you, you, so I guess you started with, okay, what is it that you want? And you'll go through with the, with a guy, what is it that they want? What are they looking for? And it sounds like yeah. that's probably a whole process right there where you're, you're really yep. diving deep and trying to get to like, no, no, no. I'm guessing you probably say like, no, no, no. But what do you really <laughs> want? You know what I mean? And that probably like is a really intense part of the session, right? It is. Yeah. And it, and it's, um, so when I work with somebody, we work together on a minimum of four months and, uh, well, that's not necessarily true. I, I also have a quick start program. So the quick start program would be getting to that, getting deep level of clarity around that and insight around that kind of, um, you know, fundamental stuff. Um, and then taking it from there, taking it further if they wish. So, um, it is an ongoing conversation and sometimes that very, um, that depth of clarity takes more than a single conversation to achieve. Um, but it's paramount because without knowing, you know, the deep heart, um, centered, compelling reason for doing this work, it it just, you know, it, it just doesn't land in a transformational way for somebody. It's just more fucking information. And, you know, we don't need necessarily more information because there's a lot of information available to us. Um, I think that it's useful to, to really have the, the insight, the wisdom and the truth, um, uh, be derived from our own hearts and our own, um, inner workings. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So now you, you find out what it is that you want and you get to the core of that. Now someone yeah. knows that. What happens after that? Well, then we set up a strategy for helping them achieve that. And then that's where we start looking at um, the, this idea of the mask and, and then dismantling, um, what that is. And, and that too can be a process because, you know, we hide behind the mask for a reason. (laughs) It's usually to keep us from some form of pain or perceived pain. Um, and so that can be, um, you know, there, there can be some sensitive stuff around that. And so, um, while I'm very direct, um, I, I, you know, there's a lot of support and, um, um, compassion that, that goes along with that process of unmasking. So let's uh, let's let's use an example here. So you know, okay. when you end up getting sexual with a woman for the very first time, you know mm-hmm. there is uh, you know it's it's very exciting. It's very exciting, mm-hmm. and it's it's really like um, almost like you know, feels amazing, like a lot of like love feelings. And mm-hmm. then, you know, if you end up in a relationship for a much longer time, for lack of a better term, the sexual intimacy could stale out just because it's not new. So 
how do you help guys with that? Oh, great question. So the I think the key to keeping things new is having a fresh perspective and, and, and really ha- maintaining a high level of curiosity. Um, and it, and it, it's, it takes effort to do that, right? Because we can, we can kind of fall into just a, a kind of a pre-programmed way of being. And, and I'll say this, and I, I'm, I'm kind of hopping around a little bit here, but um, I'll say this, the the culture that we live in today is all about short-term, rapid-fire attention, and um, it's real easy for us our attention um, to be pulled in a thousand different directions. And so that definitely contributes to this idea of something no longer being new and exciting, and um, it really becomes a matter of choice, choosing to remain interested, choosing to remain uh, present and look through fresh eyes at this person that you're with. And honestly, to to having a broad repertoire of um, fun, sexual, sensual experiences that you're willing to, um, to bring in to the relationship. What could those and some be? other stuff, but does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, what could those be exactly? Man, I write all I write about that all the time because that's definitely um, something that people run into is the stagnation uh, around the sexual relationship. Um, so, <clears throat> one of the things that I talk about is um, ex- exploring your partner. Um, from a place of pure curiosity, right? And so always being curious about um, aspects of their body, areas of their body um, that you may not typically think of as erogenous zones or, you know, just not your go-to areas. And so exploring the body from that perspective can be a really um, fun and exciting approach. Cool. I like that. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what about guys who are not very sexually experienced? They haven't had sex with multiple women. Do you, do you recommend for a guy to be better in bed and be more connected and intimate to have multiple sexual partners? How does one kind of tap into that better if they're very new to (laughs) sexual experiences? Yeah. So I think that that can be a tricky, um, um, place to be for somebody who hasn't had a whole lot of experience around sex, um, and maybe lacks the confidence to, you know, to be a great lover and how do, you know, how do I approach women and what's the steps that I take and, and how do I end up in this place that is magnificent at the end of it all? Um, I think that can be tricky because um, what I would all, always talk about in this particular circumstance is, again, this idea of showing up authentically, being present to what is rather than, you know, hanging out in your head about the stories and do I get this right? And how do I go? And what's my strategy and all of that? Like, just be with her. 
listen to her, ask her questions, come from a place of curiosity, come from a place of authenticity, um, know yourself, um, you know, do things that are going to increase your confidence in yourself. And, and you may not have a whole lot of um, experience sexually, but you have experience in life. Talk about what you're up to, what you're into, ask her those questions and really listen and let that turn you on. You know, sex isn't, isn't difficult. Although we've made it this like, you know, jungle that we've tried to hack our way through and now we're lost and and we're like, ah, now where do I go and how do I do it and how do I figure it out? And how do I achieve success in this area of my life? The way to achieve success in this area of your life is to be fully present in it. And to be just aware of kind of everything that's going on in your mind and in, in front of you. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yeah. And I think we can mind fuck ourselves more than we are actually, you know, enjoying <laughs> the naked body right in front of us sometimes. How do you mean? Um, and <laughs> so I, I have found that over the 20 years of having this conversation, that most guys are hanging out in their heads and, you know, with their thoughts and their fears and their questions and their concerns and their, you know, performance uh, driven way of being around sex. And, and, and that is what I call the mind fuck, right? There's so much chaos questions, comments, concerns, goals, intentions, all of that happening in your mind that you're not actually present to the sensations of your body, the curve of your lover's hip, the, you know, the warmth of her breath on your neck. You're actually missing a good portion of what is true and pleasurable and, you know, uh, the best part of, of, of being naked and intimate with another human being is happening right in front of you, not in your head. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think also, I'm just going to guess a lot of guys, you know, focus on the sensation of what's happening down in their genitals and they're not really focusing on, on anything else. And while that, you know, feels really good, yeah. there's a lot of other sensations and feelings happening. Yeah. Right. And yes, and then the focus on that uh, paired with the thought of, you know, not coming too soon or um, staying erect or, uh, you know, being seen as some magnificent lover um, oftentimes backfires <laughs> in terms of what happens in the genitals. And guys have put so much emphasis on, you know, the out or the, the, the quote unquote successful outcome of sex on their genitals, on their cock. And it just diminishes what's possible in that intimate sexual encounter when we, when we, when guys, when we, I mean, women do it too, um, you know, emphasize how, how, what they look like and how they're performing and things of that nature. So when we put so much emphasis on such a small aspect of the pleasurable uh, potential of sex, then it really just, um, so it, we're just selling ourselves short. And oftentimes it backfires and we don't, and we, and we, we feel un quote unquote unsuccessful in that area of our lives. Right. What are women thinking during sex? Um, so in, in a way we're, we're thinking about, um, pleasing a partner, 
like guys are thinking about pleasing their partner. We're thinking about our, you know, how we are also performing and, and if he is into how we look and what we're doing and, you know, we're, we're conscious of our bodies and, and if they are as, you know, sexually attractive and arousing as we'd like them to be, or as, as we see other, you know, other, um, stuff in the media being, um, but so that's one area that's one bracket of thought another area of thought um during sex is really about uh and this is quite frankly very often like in the recesses of the mind in other words it's 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 not a conscious thought it's it's more unconscious but we're wondering if we're safe with him and i don't mean safe like are we going to get physically hurt i mean safe are we safe to open ourselves to him like can I fully let go and fully open myself not just my legs <laughs> but my heart and my soul and my full self to him um, because in, your listeners probably have heard this on this podcast by now but for women sex is more of an expression of like um, a deeper soul level um, exchange or interaction or engagement with a man. Whereas for men, it's, it's typically a, a physical, um, mental, um, experience. And, um, and I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm speaking very generally, so I'm not saying this is true in every instance, right? Um, we like to be fucked on the kitchen counter too, but in, in the kind of instances where I'm talking about, um, you know, opening ourselves and, and feeling safe, um, I'm talking about our hearts, our souls, and our and the and the deepest sort of um, aspect of ourselves. How can a guy make a, a woman feel safe in order to to open her heart up and and, and feel safe and, and all that good stuff? Yeah, be intimate. <laughs> be willing to be intimate. And here's the thing I want to say about that. So I love this word intimacy. And I like to break it down into three, in, uh, three or four words. Um, and it, it goes like this. In, to, me, see. In, to, me, see. Uh-huh. Okay. Go on. Do you on. get that? In, to, me, see. Yeah. It's, it's like seeing more than what the, you know, what meets the eye. Yeah. So seeing deeper and, yes. and being able to um, probably communicate in a way that uh, allows her to understand that you're seeing her on a deeper level and not just maybe on a physical level. Am I getting That's that right? It. You got it. I win today's prize. <laughs> yes. Cool. Yeah. Talk more about that. Yeah. So what makes a woman feel safe is being, is knowing that she's being seen and heard and acknowledged and honored. And she can trust the person that she's with, um, to show up. I know I keep using that phrase and if I need to expand on that, I will, but to show up and, um, and be real with her and be truthful with her and be transparent with her and talk to her, communicate, um, and again, that goes back to um, these guys being 
um, able to um, tell the truth to themselves about themselves and be honest with themselves about what they want and what they're, um, um, you know, and why they want it. And so when, when guys, women too, when we can do that with ourselves, then it's just so much easier to uh, show up and be intimate with another person. What if you're working with a, a man or a woman? I guess we'll say in this case a man because most of the people listening are men. Mm-hmm. If you're working with the man and, and you ask him, what do you want? And he doesn't know the answer. What if he's like, I don't know what I want? Yeah, and there could be multiple reasons for that. You know, maybe he can't decide because he's had so many. Maybe he hasn't had anything or experienced much, so he doesn't really know. But either way, what kind of advice or help would you give the guy who's like, you know, I don't really know what it is that I'm looking for or want. Hmm. Um. So I, <laughs> I'd say, well, let's let's talk about that, and um, it. You know, I, I think the first question I, I would say is what do you don't what is it that you don't want? We might start there. That might be a better place if somebody just is so uh, stuck yeah. in, in not in not knowing what they do want, um, than talking about what they don't want. Yeah, because everyone everyone will backwards. have an answer for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and it's interesting though, because a lot of times people will show up talking, well, I don't want this, I don't want that, and I don't, and I'm like, what do you want? And, um, and they don't know. So then we kind of become detectives and look at why is it that you don't want this anymore? Okay, well, if, if that doesn't work for you, what would be the opposite of that? And why would that be a good, you know, thing in your life? Um, so we would get, we would, yeah, we would turn into detectives and discover um, through that process of looking at um, things you don't want, which most people know, and what the opposite of that might be and why you might want that. Got it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a good answer. That's a good answer right there. Have you had a lot of guys or women come to you and, and not know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's super common. And the thing about not knowing this this idea of um, being confused about what we want, it's really just a, a, a mechanism that the mask <laughs> has to keep us in a state of um, like just not taking responsibility. In other words, um, let me see. That doesn't make a lot of sense, probably. So. The mask, remember, this is this thing that we unconsciously wear to keep ourselves safe mm-hmm. and, and from being seen for that shit we don't like about ourselves. Well, that, that mask has coping mechanisms. And this idea of, of not knowing or having confusion around what we want is one of those coping mechanisms. Um, but really what that does is it, it, it keeps us from taking responsibility for um, our lives really. So if we're talking about dating and relationship, if, if somebody says to me, I don't, I just don't know what I want. Essentially what they're saying is I'm not responsible for this. (laughs) Somebody else can fix it or somebody else can tell me what to do. And that just ultimately does not create an empowered, um, fulfilling, um, aspect of life in, in, in regards to dating, love relationships and, and so on. And so it just becomes this ongoing cycle of not getting what we want and, and not taking responsibility for that. 
And again, this is just a mechanism that this mask does to keep us from being fully seen by others, because that can be some scary shit. You got to reveal your dark spots, your dark, you know, your dark, dirty corners of yourself. Um, and, and we do our damnedest to keep that stuff hidden from ourselves and from others. But ultimately, that's, that's not where satisfaction in um, relationship comes from. No, as you're saying, it comes from tearing down the mask, showing up as your most authentic self, which, which kind of means knowing exactly who you are mm -hmm. and, and what you want mm -hmm. and being able to communicate that properly and, and hoping that you're with someone who can do the same. Because yeah. if you can be with someone who can do exactly that, uh -huh. then there's potential for a very powerful and intimate relationship. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> All right. That was just kind of like my little summary of what I've I've learned from uh, from you today, Colette. So that was really awesome and super profound and deep. So thanks for sharing all that with us and and tell the guys where they can find you if they wanted to work with you and work on this stuff with you so they could be more intimate with women. Yeah, absolutely. My website is ColetteDavenport.com. And um, I have programs for successful single guys uh, called Swagger School. And then I've got a program for um, guys who are married and lacking confidence, in, specifically in the area of, of sexual self-expression. Um, and so go to my website, um, take a look around and see if any of that resonates. And um, if it does, let's have a conversation, see exactly what's going on um, in uh, your specific world. And uh, if I can be of service to you, I'd love to, to further the conversation. And then I also just um, launched a, an ebook on Amazon yesterday called um, uh, the three-month sensual play date planner. And so this is um, my way of helping people keep intimacy and sex fun and interesting. So there's three months worth of ideas um, and resources to help with that. Awesome. Fantastic. So you heard it here. You can go check out Colette. I will put that link to hers in the uh, show notes and Colette thanks again for coming on and sharing this with us go check her out go do some coaching with her I'm <laughs> sure it will be super super helpful so thanks again and we'll talk to you soon don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and write a review over 18 and want a question answered on the podcast email all your questions to trip at tripadvice.com <laughs>